welcome to the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm your hostess, Allison Anderson, MD. This is the place where women in medicine come to learn how to create relationships as extraordinary as their careers. If you're looking to uplevel all of your relationships, including the one with yourself, I've got you. Using evidence-based mindset tools, my training as a life coach, and my own experience as a woman physician, I'll guide you through everything you need to know in order to create relationships beyond your wildest dreams. I'm so excited that you're here. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me again. And by the way, if you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure that you are subscribed and share it with a friend because sharing is caring. And I would really, really appreciate you helping me get the word out. Um, And also another little side note here is if you hear a lot of noise in the background, my oldest daughter is blasting the Hamilton soundtrack in the kitchen and I can definitely hear it. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but if there's any audio weirdness, I apologize. Or maybe I'm saying you're welcome because the Hamilton soundtrack is really, really good. I haven't actually gotten to see Hamilton in person. My daughter and my mom went when we were in New York City, but It's definitely on my list. We are thinking about going to New York City this winter, like in December, and that's one that I would just love to see um, in addition to pretty much anything else on Broadway. So um, please enjoy the Hamilton soundtrack in the background if you can hear it, and if you can't hear it, that's good too. Okay, so let's dive into our topic for today. Now, on last week's episode of the podcast, I talked about how your work skills do not always translate into relationship skills and how so many of the traits and um, patterns of high-achieving women at work actually are detrimental or can be detrimental to their relationships at home. So if you haven't heard last week's episode, go back and listen to it whenever you get a chance. doesn't matter what order you go in, um, but that definitely had some good info on why being a high-achieving woman, a high-achieving woman might have some characteristics associated with it that are amazing at work and not so amazing in your personal life. But today I want to talk about the opposite of that. I want to talk to you about when your work skills are actually amazing relationship skills, because we want to give equal airtime to both sides here, right? So we already looked at the things that we do in our careers that aren't always so helpful in achieving the things that we want in our relationships. And today I want us to look at the things that make us amazing in our careers, the skills that we have there that help us succeed, that can translate into success in our romantic relationships. And as always on the podcast, I do talk a lot about romantic relationships. That's my jam. That's what I love coaching on the most. That's what most of my clients want help with in some capacity. But if you're not in a relationship and you have no interest in finding a relationship right now, you can usually take the things that I'm talking about, even if they're very specific to romantic relationships, and sort of use these tools on any other relationship in your life, be it friendships, um, relationships with your parents or other family members, with your kids, coworkers, whatever. So take what works for you from any of these episodes and the things that don't always resonate, they can usually be applied if you put a little twist on them. Okay, so I want you to think about some of the characteristics or the skills that you have at work 
that can actually be really, really beneficial to your relationship with your partner. So we talked last week about some of the ones that aren't so helpful, right? So things like always thinking you're right, being in control, having any sort of like authority or hierarchy vibe. Those things don't always go over super well when you try to apply them to your relationship with your husband or your partner. But there are other amazing skills that you have in your career that could absolutely be beneficial to your romantic relationship. So the first one of those that comes to my mind is being calm in the face of stress. Now, this might not be true for all of you. Like some of you might lose your shit and like go crazy if something stressful happens at work. I don't really know. But I do know for sure that my ladies out there that are in medicine most likely have this skill of being calm in the face of any sort of stress. And I bet if you are a high-level CEO, entrepreneur, attorney, or a lot of other things, you probably also have this skill. So for me, what comes to mind is when I'm in the OR and I'm taking care of a cardiac surgery patient, I can definitely not help that patient if I freak out when something's going wrong. Like if something is difficult with their airway or they become really hemodynamically unstable, maybe they have cardiac arrest. All of these things are sort of par for the course in anesthesia and especially cardiothoracic anesthesia. Not that they happen all the time. Don't get scared (laughs) if you're not in this world, but they're not also impossible or completely uncommon either. And so a really big skill of mine and most other anesthesiologists and other physicians and nurses and people that work in ORs, a big skill that we have is staying calm even when the shit is hitting the fan. And that's really important, right? Because if we all like run around and panic, we're not going to be able to help the patient. So you might have the skill from your career that serves you so well of being able to remain calm under pressure. And that skill at work can absolutely translate into a really beneficial skill at home. And it's one that you might not always be practicing in your home life. I think, and this was true for me for sure, before I got involved in coaching and really got reflective of, you know, what's going on for me, I was definitely the type to be a little bit spicy. I mean, I still am, but I would like lose it a little bit or get like a little bit overly vocal, get like really worked up in situations that were difficult in my home life. But I would be cool, calm, and collected in situations that were difficult at work. So for me, it was really interesting to notice, hey, I have this ability to be like fully calm on the surface, at least on the surface. Now, sometimes there's a little bit anxiety inside, like when stuff's happening with a patient. But for the most part, I can like put that aside and actually be calm blue oceans inside and out while I am laser focused on taking care of my patient and making sure that we get through whatever thing is happening to them. And so it was really interesting for me to notice that I am like cool as a cucumber at work um, when an emergency is happening, but yet at home, I would like cause a scene (laughs) in a bad way if some conflict was happening with my partner. This showed up a lot in my first marriage Um, And it did show up to some extent in my current marriage when we were first together. It's been a big learning process for me to realize that I do have the ability to remain calm even when things aren't going my way. And I do it every day at work. So why not bring it in 
to my romantic relationship where it can also really serve me. Because just like at work, when you freak out and, you know, get crazy or get stressed or whatever it is in the face of any sort of emergency or other difficult situation, like if you're not in medicine, you might not be talking about emergencies at work, but it might be some other really tense situation that comes up. If you recognize that you really do have that ability to stay calm there and that doing that at home could also be really helpful, then you can start to implement that and and incorporate that as some part of your skill set that you're developing in terms of your relationship. Relationships take work. Like, I don't know who gave us this idea that a good relationship, quote unquote, will just autopilot and will just be easy. That's complete bullshit. And I'm sorry, I'm saying like lots of bad words. I did mark this as explicit. (laughs) I think I usually do, but I'm sorry if you have littles around. But I don't know who fed us this lie that good relationships should just always be easy because they absolutely are not. They all take some amount of work and some amount of introspection and improvement on our own part. And so staying calm in the face of stress in your relationship, just like you do at work, is a really amazing skill to cultivate in your home life. Another area that I see that can really nicely translate from work life to home life, a skill that is important, is listening. So if you're in medicine or if you manage people or if you do anything where you interact with clients or patients or anything like that, chances are that you've really developed some good listening skills. For sure, as a doctor, like we learn how to listen. We listen for pertinent information, but hopefully most of us also listen on a human level. Like it's really important to me, even though my patients are asleep the majority of the time that I'm taking care of them, it's really important to me that they feel heard and seen and validated by me before they go to sleep because I'm the guardian of their life during the operation. And so that relationship is important to me. And so I listen critically to my patients. Like I listen for information that I need to take care of them, but I also listen to them on a human level. I hear them tell me that they're anxious. I hear them tell me what they're worried about. And I take that in and I address it in the best way that I know how, um, depending on the situation. And I bet you that you also have some really amazing critical listening skills from whatever your career is, whether you manage, um, you know, HR kind of stuff and you are always listening to the different sides of the story from different employees about any given situation, whether you are in charge of a large company or you run your own business. And so you need to listen to your employees and really hear what they're telling you that is important for any changes that you might want to make, important feedback, but also on a human level, like what they're going through and how you as their leader can do things in a different way that might serve everybody. So take your amazing listening skills that you use probably every day in your career and translate them again to your home life. This is one that we sometimes forget. It's funny how we often keep like kind of detrimental patterns from work and they just like carry over into our home life. Like being super bossy is great at work and then we just automatically carry it to our home life. But some of these like softer skills that are really positive, we don't automatically carry over. So you might be listening and listening every day and getting all the useful info and really hearing the people that you're talking to at work. And then you totally just don't do that with your partner. That might've been me. Also, not to call myself out, or I mean, whatever, I'll call myself out. I often 
have had situations where I don't listen fully to what my husband's saying. I like discount it or I'm only halfway paying attention. I'm not really hearing him. And even if I'm hearing some of the information, I'm either letting myself feel defensive and I'm not taking it in as feedback that I could actually use, or I'm not necessarily hearing him on a human level. I'm not hearing what's underneath the words. I'm not seeing him and recognizing what's going on for him. Now, again, like I have a lot of awareness and I work all the time on myself and I coach lots of people on these things. So I just automatically am like on the lookout for what can I do to up-level every part of my life. So I have really practiced this skill, but I see a lot of women who are these amazing empathetic listeners in their careers and then they kind of don't do that at home. Um, And so I know that it's a skill that can be practiced because I've practiced it. And with anything, you know, practice makes better, maybe not perfect, but at least we improve. And so for me, it's been really interesting to see how really listening to my partner without getting defensive, without taking everything as a criticism, listening for the information that's pertinent and useful and that might help me change course if I want to, is so key. And then also really listening to my partner on partner on a human level and hearing what's going on for him and what's the underlying message that he maybe doesn't even know how to express, but I can get it from what he's saying, you know, how he's feeling or what's going on. It's an important thing for me to take in and recognize. So listening is another really great skill that you can take from work into your home life to the benefit of your relationship. And then the third area that I've really noticed is important to take from our work life and use it as part of our relationship skill set is dedication. Now, no matter what your career is, whether you're a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, an entrepreneur, any sort of high level management, CEO, a boss of any kind, I know that you have had so much dedication to building that career. You've probably been, at least for a certain part of your life, you were like laser focused on building that career, on taking the next step, on getting through the schooling, on getting through um, any sort of like postgraduate training, on putting yourself out there for jobs, achieving in your current job, moving to the next level, getting the promotions. I know that you've been so dedicated. That's how you've created the amazing career that you have. That's a huge part is that constant focus and commitment to achieving the end result. You didn't always know how you'd get there. You didn't know like for sure that you would get your top residency spot or that you would even match for a residency. You weren't sure like if you would get that promotion or get that job title, but you knew that you had the goal of achieving a certain level in your career and you stayed really dedicated to it and you probably still are dedicated to it. And that's how you've gotten to where you are. And so dedication and commitment to a goal is really, really important in our relationships too. Now, I don't mean like commitment as in like, am I going to like cheat on my partner or not? That's not necessarily what I'm talking about because most people who are in a committed relationship, they do view it as a commitment. So I'm not questioning or talking about like that level of commitment, but I'm talking about the dedication to making your marriage feel like magic or to up-leveling your relationship in whatever form that means to you. Or if you're single, I mean that dedication, that unwavering commitment to 
finding your person, no matter what the path to the person looks like. You don't know how many dates you have to go on or how many people you'll have to meet or where you'll meet your person, but you, you can have the end goal of meeting a person that you want to spend your life or a portion of your life with. And if you're in a relationship, you can have dedication to this goal of making your relationship as amazing as possible. So whereas a lot of us have at least, you know, the baseline like commitment and dedication that we're going to like be with our current partner and that's decided and we're not going to stray outside of that relationship unless otherwise agreed upon, a lot of us don't take it farther than that. We don't take the dedication to the same level that we have in our career. In our career, we go on this path that no matter what, we will accomplish that thing that we want to accomplish. We'll become the doctor. We will start the business and make seven figures. We will um, you know, ascend the ranks and become the top manager or the CEO or the whatever. We have such a dedication to that in our careers, but we don't really translate that over to our relationships. So I think it's so, so helpful to view your relationship as something that you are incredibly dedicated to. Not just like whether you are with someone else or not, but in your relationship that you are so dedicated to it being the best relationship that it can be. Because again, right? Relationships take work. They don't just autopilot. And so you're not just committed to being faithful to the person. You're committed and dedicated to taking it to the highest level. You are in it to constantly be improving and analyzing and working on and learning and growing and evolving together. And that's how you create the magic that you are desiring. You know, like you can go through the motions forever and your relationship can autopilot to a certain degree, but it's going to autopilot to just being blah. So if you want a relationship that's beyond your wildest dreams, it takes the kind of laser-focused dedication and commitment to creating that as your career did. So look at these examples of the things that are amazing in your career, the skill set and the characteristics that have helped you achieve so much professionally, and see how you can use them in your relationship, in your romantic relationship life, whether you're with someone already or whether you're dating. Look at how you're calm under pressure. And how can you be calm under pressure when you're having a conflict with your partner? Look at how you are so good at listening to your patients and your clients and your staff and ask yourself, how can you use those listening skills to really hear what your partner is telling you and even what they're not telling you and pick up on the rest of that human vibe that might be there that is unsaid. And then look at how dedicated you were to creating this extraordinary career and ask yourself, how can you be dedicated to creating a relationship that's just as extraordinary? I would love to hear from you guys about your thoughts on this topic and whether there are other skills that you notice that you have in your career that can also translate to your romantic relationship. Um, I would love to know if there are things that you pick up that you do professionally that could really, really be amazing skills in your relationship. And if there are other things that I didn't talk about last week that are actually detrimental to your relationship when you bring that vibe home. So hit me up, send me a DM on social media, send me an email. All of my contact info is always in the show notes of these episodes if you want to check that out. And if you want some more personalized attention and support, I have room for both one-on-one Zoom clients where we meet on Zoom every single week. We have our, our scheduled session and we can look at 
and analyze and break down and coach on literally any topic, relationship or otherwise. And if the scheduled sessions like don't really do it for you and it's tough for you to fit that into an already crazy schedule, which I get, I do also offer Voxer coaching where you can text or voice message me anytime you want and I'll respond with the same high-level coaching that I give my Zoom clients just in a much more um, digestible, like on-the-go format that fits into your life really easily. So if you want private coaching, either via Zoom or via Voxer, send me a message because I have some spaces and I cannot wait to work with you in creating your relationship that's as extraordinary as your career as well as any other goal that you have. Okay, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful week and I will talk to you next time. Take care.